What's good, family? Welcome to another episode of the Kings of the South podcast and NFC South podcast. I'm your boy, Corey. That's TJ right there. We're going to crank it up, man. We're going to talk the latest in free agency, and we're going to get going on some draft takes, man. Uh, it's that time of the year, buddy. What's going on with you, man, Mr. Mister, you know, Vacation Man? What's going on? Hey, man, what's going on, man? It's it's going good. I'm back. Uh, I was in Asheville for the weekend. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited to be recording episode three. and Episode three, forward, baby. Yeah, looking forward to the draft and also analyzing some of the transactions over the last few days. Um, you know, Carolina had a big one today that I'm oh, yeah. happy about. Oh, yeah, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that, and uh, we're going to project where we go from here. So let's let's get into it. Yeah, man, let's get it cranked up. Let's get it started, man. Uh, first order of business, let's talk about the New Orleans Saints. Uh, they made uh, not really a notable free agent signing. They signed Storm Norton, um, right tackle. He spent the last three years in L.A. with the Chargers. Um I'm pretty sure this is nothing but a depth signing. Um he yeah. did he did start 15 games in 2021. Uh he did not perform well in 2021. No. <laughs> uh, you know, he gave up uh 13 sacks, uh, which is you know less than ideal, but hey, uh if you can have a third stream right tackle with starting NFL experience, you are well ahead of the game. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was, a, it was a good signing. It's a I, I would agree it's a depth uh, depth signing for the Saints. Mm. Um, I think their point of focus is going to be the draft from here on out. Um, I don't I don't foresee them signing any more big names through free agency. Don't don't don't, don't jinx us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to try to jinx us. But, you know, if I was projecting ahead, I would not foresee them making any more moves. Mm um until the draft so mm. i wouldn't be surprised yeah. if the trade opened round one though i wouldn't be surprised mm. I, I respect that i get it uh here's hoping we don't see a uh breaking news set uh the saints have signed mccall hartman to a two-year deal you know just know <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna blame you just know that <laughs> yeah that's fair that's fair yeah i uh yeah. i'm waiting for that ball to drop uh mccall harman still on the market yeah chauncey um, gardner just signed with Detroit yes yes your deal it blows my mind he only got a one-year deal but yeah only worth eight million which was very surprising as as wild um i thought he was gonna get a multi-year deal from somebody but apparently nobody values him as much as they should have and, you know, and people want to talk about, you know, Lamar Jackson getting the the raw end of the stick. Uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson got the wrong end of the stick. Look, I'm not gonna get into it. He's not on the Falcons. He's not in the NFC South. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Chauncey, I believe in you, brother. You should have got top safety money, not top five. Maybe, uh, maybe top five, top five, top ten. You should have got top ten safety top, money. Top seven. Yeah. He's definitely one of the top safeties in the league, in my opinion. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, let's uh go with the Bucks. The Bucks had an outstanding signing by way of Greg Gaines, defensive tackle. He played in LA for the last couple of years and he's really came on strong. And uh he is one of the better interior linemen, defensive linemen in the league. I won't I'm yeah. not gonna say he's top 10, top 15, but he's no scrub by any means. 
Oh yeah, no, definitely not. Uh, he's he's a young player that's that's growing, um, and he had a good year in, in L.A., so I was surprised that he was still available in the market. And I was also very surprised he didn't get signed for a long-term deal. He only got a one-year deal with uh, the Bucks. Yeah. Um, and he's only 26 years old, so that's that's yeah. an opportunity for him to have a good season, and then hopefully next year he cashes in on a big deal. Yeah. And, you know, some people want to say that his good year was uh, a byproduct of playing beside Aaron Donald. Well, guess what? He's mm-hmm. going to be he's going to be playing beside Vita Vea because so he's going to have another good season. <laughs> That's usually how it works. You, you know, not everybody can be Batman. Somebody got to be Robin and Greg Gaines could be a really, really good Robin. Yeah. Um, and he's definitely going to play D end um, for Tampa because they play a three, four um, typically. And um Shaq Barrett's gonna be coming back from injury, so I'll be curious to see how they use Greg Gaines on that front seven um to help Vita Vea and Shaq Barrett up front. So yeah. that'll be interesting. Yeah. Also, I don't know if we touched on this the last episode, but um uh the Bucks managed to re-sign Levante David and they also signed Chase Edmonds to a one-year deal of running back, uh who who've been bouncing around uh the a couple teams the past couple of years, but he's 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 a really solid back. Um, he got sneaky yeah. speed. He don't you know he he you don't think he's gonna run away from you until he pull away from you. Uh, yeah, and they uh, they released uh, Leonard Fournette and they released uh, Cameron Brait at tight end. So now you got uh, Rashad White and Chase Edmonds in the backfield along with uh, Vaughn. Um, from Vanderbilt, um, who they drafted a couple years ago. So they got a good running back, uh, you know, trio. Um, and I know some people kind of look at it like, oh, Leonard Fournette, he, they released him. He's a, he's a loss for them. Not really. He didn't have that great of a season. Um, and he's he's got a lot of wear and tear on the tires for a guy who's in his 20s still um, coming out of Jacksonville. So I think um, – Tampa's in a good situation with Chase Edmonds kind of being a a reserve for for Rashad White. I'm expecting Rashad White to have a big year in Tampa. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so so uh, next team on the on the list, your very own Carolina Panthers, man, who uh, had a had a big signing uh, today. Uh, also, could be, make another signing. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, so, so yeah, explain to us what's going on. So from everything I've heard um, right now, we've done one of two um, with wide receivers. The goal was to sign both Adam Thielen and DJ Chark um, in the next few days. And today, a few hours ago, they just officially signed Adam Thielen to a three-year deal worth around $25 million. And only $14 million is guaranteed. So not a bad contract for a guy who's 32 years old. Um, I still think Adam Thielen has the capability to produce um, and be a very beneficial asset to the locker room, especially the wide receiver room mm-hmm. uh, in Carolina with uh, LaVisca Chenault, Terrace Marshall, Shai Smith. Um, I'm curious to see how he helps them develop because they're all three very young players. Uh, I think he's going to be a huge asset to the Carolina locker room um, at 32 years old. 
He had 70 catches for over 700 yards this past uh, season, six touchdowns while he was playing number two to one of the best receivers in the league. Justin Not one Jefferson. of the best. He's, he's the best. <laughs> I mean, we you just... still have Cooper Cup. And... Hey, hey, hey. All respect to Cooper. <laughs> Justin Jefferson is the best. Wide yeah, receiver in the game. Yeah, he, is, uh, he, is. he was on my fantasy team, so yeah, yeah I have to agree. Yeah. He helped me win a fantasy championship. Um, but yeah, it's a huge uh, signing for Carolina. I was nervous a few days ago. I was concerned whether or not we would sign him. I was hoping we would because I feel like with the young core of receivers we already have in place, I think him coming in is really going to help the locker room, help the wide receiver room. And if we can add a guy like DJ Chark, depending on the contract, I think DJ Chark is another addition that would really help the wide receiver room and whatever quarterback we take at number one is going to really be able to come in day one and have a strong wide receiver core on top of having a, a pretty good tight end uh, room as well with Hayden Hurst being added last week. Yeah. I'm sure Bryce Young is going to really, really enjoy that. Uh <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We're going to get to that today because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to yeah. have some uh, comments on who yeah. I think we should yeah. take. Oh, yeah, it's coming. It's coming up. Um, last but not least, uh, my Atlanta Falcons, uh, we announced over uh, – I believe it may have been Friday or Saturday. I think it was Saturday that we that we signed uh, we re-signed cornerback Cornell Armstrong uh, to a one year deal. Uh, he was a very serviceable uh, backup uh, contributor last year who got thrusted into the spotlight because due to injuries when Casey Hayward went down when AJ Terrell went down he uh, became our starter and he performed about as well as you would have hoped for for someone who was on the practice squad. Um, he took strides and yes, before people start, yes, I know he got beat sometimes, but Hey, <laughs> this is the NFL. You're going to get beat. He did not look like he was afraid of the moment. And that's all you can ask for a cornerback who was thrust into a starting position. Um, we also signed Tay Davis. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know much about him. I know that this is just a uh, – <laughs> this is a special team signing, and I'm okay with that. Special teams does matter. Uh, and it just came out maybe the last 30, 40 minutes that the Atlanta Falcons have agreed to a deal for uh, free agent wide receiver Matt Collins from Vegas, Vegas Raiders. <laughs> Hey, don't make it don't 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 play the boy Mac, man. Six foot four, <laughs> six foot four, two twenty-five. Yeah. Hey, hey. Don't sleep on it. 57 catches, 690 yards, four touchdowns last year. <laughs> very, very solid wide receiver number two. And uh yeah, this uh Falcons wide receiver room is starting to take shape a little bit. And maybe a couple more pieces is needed. We might uh address that in the draft. Or, you know, take a flyer on one of these uh, veteran receivers who didn't get the market that they thought they was going to get. Uh, yeah. that, that seems to be Terry Fondo's uh, forte. Uh, that's where he has made his bones in Atlanta the past couple of years. And uh, I'm all for it, man. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Now that we got that out of the way, brother, let's get to some draft takes, man. Uh, yeah. Let's get some – I'll say some – expectations but also kind of our own predictions of what we think they might do 
Um, hopefully this week, guys, we'll have our first mock draft up. We're working on that. It's a little bit of a process because we want to be able to show everything to you guys. Um, that way, while we're doing it, there's a visual of each pick. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, who do you want to get started with first? You want to start with, uh, let's, let's, let's start, start with... at number one. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, let's go yeah. by order. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got the first pick. We can go yeah. in order. We can yeah. go in order. Yeah. Uh, Saints have the last pick in the, well, not literally the last pick, but at, in our division, they have yeah, the last, last pick in the first round. Okay. Yeah. So, um, in, uh, in case you've been living under a rock, the Carolina Panthers have traded for the number one pick overall. Uh, they gave up a substantial <laughs> amount of uh, draft capital. And, depending uh, on who you ask. Yeah, depending on who you ask. It, it's not, you know, unbearable, but they, they wow. gave they gave up a substantial amount. And also uh, wide receiver uh, DJ Moore, uh, you know, no, notable Falcons killer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, he took his helmet off. Yeah. Uh, appreciate you, DJ. Uh, yeah, no, thanks, DJ. So, uh, yeah, so number one pick overall. Uh, it can only go. You know, I I saw a mock draft when someone said, "Oh, don't be surprised if Carolina takes Will Anderson." I'm like, dude, I don't mm-hmm. want to say what I said. On, I don't want to say what I said on air, but now, yeah, just, we'll keep just, it PG yeah, here. Yeah, we'll just, keep it PG, yeah, but um, yeah, there is no way. No way. I'm just gonna keep. I'm gonna say that there's no way they gave up all those assets just to, to trade up number one to get pass pressure. There's no way. See, you know, some fans are stupid. I will say that some some of them. Yeah, some just fans say, just say don't some have out. any. Um, they're not in touch with the current product. I'll say. <laughs> yeah, like, you know. I mean, because it, it doesn't make sense. Why would you give up all those assets, including DJ Moore, just to trade up for Willie Anderson? That doesn't, doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Especially you could have just gave up, you know, another draft pick instead of giving up your wide receiver. And also, you don't have to jump up to number one to get Will Anderson. Uh, but, you know, when I say some fans are stupid, I don't mean our fans. Our fans are very knowledgeable because they listen to the podcast. You know, they know what's going on. They are informed. They are well they're well read. They know what's going on in the NFL. They know what's going on with their respective teams. They, they, and, for the most part, yeah. Yeah. So, so these are very <laughs> sensible and reasonable guys and girls. So they know what's going on. So we're not even going to address that horrendous take. Who do you foresee the Carolina Panthers uh, being, you know, picking? Number one. Uh, so I've heard the rumors that you know they're looking at three quarterbacks. That was as of 24 hours ago on Bleacher Report. Um, They tagged a report from ESPN. Uh, Jeremy Fowler was saying that Carolina is looking at three quarterbacks. Um, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson. The reason Anthony Richardson has been brought up is because of the fact that he had a huge combine. He broke all the records for a quarterback at the combine. Um, but in Carolina's situation, you don't trade up to one to go get a guy who you have to sit for at least a year to develop. Now, does Anthony Richardson have elite traits? Does he have capability of starting day one? 
Potentially, yes, but I feel like he's more raw as a talent than C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. So for me, as a Panthers fan, I foresee Carolina going C.J. Stroud at number one. Uh, the reason for that is he's the prototypical size at six foot three. He's over 200 pounds. He's very accurate. He has great anticipation, um, and he showed against Georgia – in the playoffs that he has the ability to, to move and be mobile and make plays with his feet when he needs to. Mm -hmm. His first mindset, his first reaction though, is always to throw the football downfield. Yeah. He, he um, runs to throw. He don't run to run. Yeah. He doesn't run to run. He runs to throw. He runs to, to make a play in the passing game. Um, and you know, I, I love Bryce young as well. I love all, all three of the quarterbacks. I'm not a big Will Levis fan, um, but as far as Richardson, Rice, hey, and uh, the pride of Kentucky, man, show some respect. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he's eating the, the whole banana without taking the peel off. Oh, he's a savage. He's a savage. <laughs> um, but for me, as a fan, I personally think CJ Stroud, I like Bryce Young, but I think with what Frank Wright likes at quarterback, he likes the bigger, stronger, taller quarterbacks. Um, and I think CJ Stroud fits that mold perfectly. Um, so for me, I'm taking CJ Stroud number one. I think CJ Stroud has proven the last two years that he is capable of making the throws that you need him to make. He's very accurate. Um, he has great anticipation. And yeah, you can argue that he had weapons. He had great receivers in, in Ohio State. You know, Garrett Wilson was there last year. He had Chris Olave last year, or, you know, two years ago. Um, and then obviously. Yeah, yeah, last year too. Well, yeah, no, two years ago. You're right. You're right. Yeah, Both two of years ago. Both of them two years uh, this ago. This past yeah. season, he had Jackson Smith um, and Jigba, and he had Marvin Harrison Jr. Future um, top 10 pick. Yeah, for next sure. year top ten, number one wide receiver on my board. For he, sure. Oh, he better be. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's my number one for next year for wide receiver. Oh my God, the man is unreal. Um, but yeah, I, I think CJ Stroud's perfect for our, our team. I think he can start day one, and honestly, I think you put him into what we have, adding in Adam Thielen, Miles Sanders, Hayden Hurst. Uh, the offensive line, although Austin Corbett might not start week one, he might not come back until potentially week 10. Um, you know, I, I think Carolina's in a spot where you plug in C.J. Stroud and he starts day one and you're instantly in a greater position than you were last year. So I think C.J. Stroud's the move. And I think they knew that after the combine when he performed the way he did. I mean mm – -hmm. To me, I'm not a big combine person. I don't really pay attention to what they do there because I don't think it's the decisive maker whether or not you draft someone. Yeah. Yeah. But C.J. Stroud had a hell of a, a combine and, um, in my opinion, the best throwing combine I've ever seen a quarterback have. Yeah. And that's yeah. not just me. If you listen to a lot of the experts out there on ESPN and NFL Network, like a lot of guys are saying that's the best throwing session they've ever seen from a, a quarterback at the Combine. Yeah. So for me, yeah, I would say – I would take C.J. Stroud. I love Bryce Young, but his height does concern me a little bit. I don't I don't think it's more so his height. I think it's his build. 
Um, because he has shown the ability to be able to read over the middle of the field and make the throws when necessary across the middle of the field. It's just he's barely 200 pounds, man. He's 205 right now. And he there's no way he's 205. <laughs> there's no way. Have but, you seen, I'm not trying to pick it, on him, I yeah. swear to you, but have you have you watched any of his interviews? He sounds like a kid. Hey man, hey. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not gonna go there, but I will say that there's a picture on the internet floating around of uh Bryce Young standing next to Mina Kimes and they're looking eye to eye at each other. So so uh, uh, do with that information as you will. Uh but I'm I'm not <laughs> concerned about his height, I'm more so concerned about his build, like. Yeah, Kyler Murray was, uh, you know, he's around the same height, but Kyler Murray was a legit two hundred pounds, legit. Yeah. Like he's a stocky quarterback yeah. for being five ten. Yeah, there he he didn't have to chug water and all that. He was legit over two hundred pounds. Yeah, Bryce Young, when he takes his first NFL snap, he'll be somewhere in the ballpark of around one eighty five to one ninety. Yeah, and that concerns me because. He's going to be getting hit by 300 pound men, 275 who can run as fast as him. Like, it's concerning. Do I think he can adapt and 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 persevere over that? Absolutely. But still, if I were a GM or owner or coach and I was staking my job on the putting my job on the line, yeah. I would not hitch my wagon to a five foot ten. 185 pound quarterback. I just wouldn't do it. I I know he. I know. I know. Bryce Young is probably if we're discounting size, he is the most talented quarterback in this draft. You would agree, correct? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But he's a playmaker. Yes. I just. I, I he's a point guard who plays quarterback in the NFL, or I'm sorry, in football. Um, and he's soon to be in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said this to numerous people. It's not the talent that I'm concerned about with Bryce Young. It's the ability to take the punishment that he's going to take as a quarterback. I know Tom Brady lasted as long as he did because he didn't get injured. He got injured one time throughout his career, but, you know, Tom Brady was also over six foot three. Yeah. So <laughs> six four, two something, man. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, people say, you know, oh, well, Kyler Murray's doing it. You know, Russell Wilson. First off, Russell Wilson is a very stocky dude. He's thick. Uh, he's, he's very <laughs> thick. That's, that's he says. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just don't. For Carolina, it doesn't make sense knowing the way Frank Reich has described the ideal quarterback for his system. And you look at the quarterbacks that he's coached, Carson Wentz, uh, Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, um, Nick Foles is another one. I got to take my hat off. This is me tipping my hat to Matt Ryan, man. Yeah. You're going to bounce back here. They're quarterbacks. And I just – I know there's rumors out there that David Tepper prefers Bryce Young and then Frank Reich and Scott Fitter prefer C.J. Stroud. I don't think you can go wrong necessarily with Me either. Martin, yeah. Uh, from a talent standpoint, but when I'm just really breaking down the height and weight, you know, scheme fit for what 
this coaching staff would want, I would say CJ Stroud is the perfect fit to start day one. And that's why I, I got to go to CJ Stroud. I cannot imagine they would go Bryce Young unless David Tepper kind of forces their hand. You know, the look on your face when we'll be in Kansas City and they announce with the first pick in the 2023 NFL draft, the Carolina <laughs> Panthers select Will Levis, quarterback, Kentucky, is going to be priceless. It's going to be priceless. But uh... I legit might cry <laughs> in a bad way <laughs> if that happens. <laughs> and this is no disrespect to, to Will Levis or any fans out there who are Will Levis, you know, supporters, but that's not me. Um, I don't feel like he's ready day one, and I'm I'm going to stand by that. Will Levis is wild thing from <laughs> Major League. He is he is <laughs> Charlie Sheen. He has all the ability, <laughs> but he can't put it together. Maybe he need to put some glasses on, and he gonna go out there and light it up, man. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't foresee it. But yeah, at, right now I'm hearing Richardson, Stroud, and Bryce as the top three for Carolina. Well. That's enough Carolina talk. Uh, so, uh, Carolina talk. Yeah. <laughs> All right, with the the number eight pick, uh, this will be this won't be as long as. Oh, I, I'm sorry, real quick. I don't mean to cut you off. Okay. So, who would you take if you're Carolina? Uh, I'm definitely taking CJ Stroud. Okay. Although, although I've said it before in the past, if you heard me say it I, when I first said it, you looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> Anthony Richardson. Yeah. If he goes to the right situation. The coaching staff is there. He's going to be far and away the best quarterback from this draft. If he can put it together the way I think he can put it together, because I don't think uh, I don't think his flaws are as big as people are making it out to be. Like uh, some of the, the, the clips has been floating around on Twitter and on the Internet of him short arm and a, a, a throw to the flat. That's bad footwork. That's not because he don't have enough arm. Lord knows he got enough oh, arm. Yeah. He has the strongest <laughs> arm in the draft. You know, uh, he he can read defenses. Uh, he can anticipate throws. Sometimes he missed, but that's also due to bad footwork. If you can go to a a team with a coaching staff that is dedicated to working on your the his mechanics, his his footwork, uh, you know, just just little small things that you need to clean up. He's going to be a superstar, a superstar. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, real quick before we transition to the Falcons, another mm -hmm. point to that is you look back when Frank Wright was in Philadelphia the year they won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Prior to Carson Wentz's Carson Wentz's injury, that was the best. He was MVP. Carson Wentz we had ever he, seen. He was he was the he was the runaway MVP that year. Runaway MVP, and people forget that. And they, all they remember is what they see now with Carson Wentz, where he's been with the Commanders and he's been with the Colts. I'm telling you, Frank Reich has a pulse on how to coach a quarterback. I mean, Nick Foles won MVP in the Super Bowl that year, and Nick Foles hasn't done anything since. <laughs> Well, he also carved up my Falcons when he played for the Bears. Uh, Fair enough. He but led a, a 13 is, point comeback. My, uh, but my yeah, point yeah. is, <laughs> Frank Reich, as much as people might have things to say about him when he was in Indy, mm -hmm. Frank Reich has a pulse on how to groom a quarterback. And I really think, to your point, 
Anthony Richardson has the elite traits that if you have the coaching staff in place, Anthony Richardson could start day one. Mm -hmm. Could. Not saying he will, but he could. Could, absolutely. And I, I think he could be the steal of the draft if He goes a team can groom him and build him and and mold him into what he potentially could live up to. Um, so I do agree with you. Anthony Richardson is a dark horse. And to be honest, I would not be surprised if come draft day, it's down to Anthony Richardson at number one or CJ Stroud. Yeah. I would not be surprised. All we have to do is just ensure that Anthony Richardson stays the hell away from Las Vegas. Godly, we don't. I don't want to wish that on you, brother. I don't want to wish that I on think you. Will Levis is either going to Indy or, or Vegas, in my opinion. I hope to God Shane Steichen says, you know what? We're going to take Anthony Richardson. We, we're going to put him in a good situation. If he's there at four, That's someone true. can trade up to three. That's true. Which leads me to the next team, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I don't know if you saw this rumor going around, but it's, you know, some uh, respected people, I'm not going to say highly respected because I don't know them. Uh, so, <laughs> so, some respected people are saying that the Atlanta Falcons are at play for trading up to number eight. I mean, trading from eight to number three, which I think is ridiculous. Um, you don't trade up and give up that many assets to get. A, a pass rusher or a defensive tackle. If you trade, if you're jumping from eight to five, I mean, you're jumping five spots. You're jumping from eight to three. You're going to get a quarterback. Yeah. And this regime has showed time and time again that Desmond Ritter, whether you like it or not, folks, is our quarterback. There's nothing we can do about it. It's his show. He's going to get 2023 to show us whether or not he can be the guy. And I know I've been wavering sometimes. I believe on the first podcast I made a joke about bringing Lamar Jackson to Atlanta. That's different. That's Lamar. That's Lamar, okay? If Lamar is available, yeah, if Lamar is available, you'd be a fool not to want him. But this regime has showed me that they're so much more smarter than me. (laughs) So – and they also don't care about fans' feelings, which I am a big fan of. I love seeing yeah. people getting their hopes up and getting just getting their souls crushed because they said something stupid, you know. Uh, so I'm okay with Desmond Ritter. Now, as for the number eight pick, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Terry Fontenot has set himself up to do pretty much whatever he want to do in the draft. We can go BPA. If it's B. John Robinson, it's B. John Robinson. If it's uh, Devon Weatherspoon, it's Devon Weatherspoon. Although Mike Hughes is uh, visiting tomorrow, so if he signs, cornerback is clearly out of play. So it's yeah. either – my gut is telling me it's either going to be a running back, B. John Robinson, or yeah. it's going to be an edge rusher. And if it's an edge rusher – I know some people in the, you know, some fans are a big fan of Miles Murphy. I'm not in that camp. If I'm taking an edge rusher, because let's let's be let's be clear, outside of Will Anderson, everybody else is just prospect. Yeah, you know, I know people like Tyree Wilson, but Tyree Wilson is, if he's not 25 years old yet, he will be soon. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and he just started to play his best football, which is a little, little, little scary. Um, but if I had 
if I was a GM and I was making the pick and I was 100% going edge rusher, I'm going Lucas Van Ness, man. I know it's controversial, but yeah. that's that's where I'm going. I I know Jalen Carter has some issues. You know, some people believing that he made his his stock is falling. There's yeah, no way. There's bad. no way. There's, his stock ain't falling. I, I'm not buying that. If he's not going three, he's going five. There's no way. If he falls, I don't that, think he's going to go top five still. But I do think some teams have soured on him just because they're concerned with not necessarily this situation, but more so his maturity level to continue to be available, you know, week in and week out because of off the field stuff. So, yeah, there's no way he, if he, if he's on the board at eight, Terry Fontenot is going to walk out there to to Vince McMahon's theme song and walk the car <laughs> to, to Roger Goodell and make him read it like he's starting like he's restarting the match like oh, you read it you read yeah, it you read you read this you read this script this card you know <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of Georgia natives uh mm-hmm. college players um I know you said Lucas Van Ness but for me I would say Lucas Van Ness or I knew you was going to do it. I knew you was going to do it. I knew you was going to do it. He has risen up draft boards, and now people are looking at him as the second best edge rusher behind Will Anderson, which wasn't the argument a couple months ago. Yes. A couple months ago, he was not projected to go that high. He was projected to go back end of the first round, early second. But now, potentially, he can go top 15, top 12. Um, and I can totally see you guys doing that because of his elite speed off the edge. Yeah. Um, we kind of bad idea. No, I, 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 I mean, I, Brian I, Burns, yeah, yeah, let's, I, let's not forget Brian Burns was the same kind of prospect where he was fast, but he didn't have the build that a lot of GMs like when it comes to edge rushers. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to. You know, poo-poo it. I'm not going to do that. But what I will say is, after speaking and reading some things from uh, New Orleans Saints fans, uh, I learned that Ryan Nielsen, our defensive coordinator, is a big fan of big defensive ends. Um, and when I say big big defensive ends, I mean uh, at least six right. four, six five, yeah. uh, in in the range of two sixty to two eighty five pounds. Uh, so I don't think Nolan Smith will fit that range. I, and I kind of don't know if that's the scheme he's going to run because currently the Falcons have no one with those dimensions on our roster. Uh, right now we have Arnold Ebiketti, who may be 240, 245, and we have D'Angelo Malone, uh, who, who on a good day might be 245. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Everything's still up in the air. Uh, Nolan Smith is a he is an elite prospect. I will I will concede to that, um, but I need to know first what kind of scheme we're running before I can be on board with that. But then again, uh, they don't they don't and they shouldn't care what I think. Uh, if <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, you know if if they want to win, they're gonna pick the best players who help them win. So uh, yeah, I'm just, yeah. I think that's a good spot to leave it uh, with the Falcons. Uh, 
Yeah. Also, don't be surprised if you see B. John, man. You know what I'm saying? B. John and Tyler Algier. Woo, baby. Talk let's about. Talk, let's talk about that for a second. Before, okay. before we move okay. on, I know, yeah. I know we're trying to not be too far behind our, our schedule here, but mm-hmm. um, I really think Atlanta could potentially have one of the best offenses in the division if they target B. John Robinson. And I know people are going to call me crazy. I'm not a Falcons fan, obviously, but I feel like B. John Robinson is one of the, as me and you have said every time we've talked, B. John Robinson is a blue chip prospect who mm. is a, a can't miss talent. Oh, yeah. From a talent standpoint. Obviously, oh, yeah. you, know, you have to see it on the field. And he did it in college. I mean, Texas wasn't that great of a team the last few years, but he always stood out. And I really think if you guys brought him in to pair with, Tyler Algier, Drake London, um, uh, Kyle Pitts, Jonu Smith, Matt Collins, baby, y'all could have uh, Matt Collins. You know. <laughs> okay, don't you do, have that. They'll, they'll do my boy, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I think I think Bijan Robinson would elevate your offense to a whole nother level. Um, as we've seen in Carolina, and as the Saints have seen in New Orleans with Alvin Kamara. When you have an elite prospect at running back, your offense can do so much more when they're on the field, mm. i.e. the Giants with Saquon Barkley. This year with Saquon, when he was healthy, this is the best he's looked since his rookie year. Absolutely. And I really do believe in B. John Robinson. I know people aren't fans of drafting running backs in the top 10, but if you were to do it, I think Atlanta is the perfect spot for B. John Robinson mm. to go. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm gonna let me get the floor for a second, man. All right, have at it. All right, so I know there's a a contingency of Falcons fans who are saying there's no way we can draft a there's no way we can draft a running back at eight. Oh my god, we got Tyler Algier. He just ran for a thousand yards. Why would we take another running back? I got some points to make. First of all, this is a regime that drafted a tight end at four a wide receiver at eight when we needed pass rush both years. Yeah. So if you think B. John Robinson is not in play and he's not high on their draft boards, you're high. (laughs) (laughs) The man is a top three prospect in this draft. It goes Jalen Carter. It goes Will Anderson and B. John Robinson. There are literally no question marks in any three of those games. You know, there's a question mark with, with you know CJ, even though it's not fair. Like, oh, is he mobile? We saw he's mobile. That's not fair. Yeah. Bryce Young, oh, his size. That's not fair either because you can't help how big he is. I mean, they do this every year. Every NFL year. Network and ESPN always do this crap every year where they're just breaking down prospects to to be ticky tack on every little thing. Mm-hmm. There's I, more blue chips prospects in this draft than people are wanting to acknowledge. Is yeah. what I'll say. Yeah. Uh, also, so to the people who say, "Oh, we got Tyler Algier. Why would we need him? Why would we need?" Well, first of all, if you a couple years ago, the New York Jets drafted Michael Carter out of UNC, mm-hmm. pretty good back. Would you not? Would, would you say he was a pretty good back? Right? Mm-hmm. He had a pretty good year, right? Yeah. What did they do in the draft? They took Brees Hall. Oh. You know why? Because Brees, Brees Hall, Hall was an elite prospect. Yep. Fell to the second round. Yes, he you can ele- he elevated that whole team. You're not even talking about Michael Carter right now. 
You don't even know if he's still with the team. He is, but you don't yeah. even know. Like, and he's potentially going to be traded by the draft. Potentially, you know, like don't. And I, I like Tyler Algier, but I view him in that same role as Michael Carter. He's he's not elite. elite. Tyler Algier is a great talent, but he's not an elite talent. Yes, and you and you need that guy on your team. Like he he'll mm-hmm. run, you know, third and three. He'll get you those three yards. Yeah, but I want somebody. I want a running back who. First and ten can take you sixty yards for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. There's been plenty of times the offensive line sprung holds for Tyler Algier, and he broke out and took a twenty yard run when it should have been a fifty yeah. yard touchdown. Yeah. You just don't have that gear, and that's okay. But if we take B. John Robinson, not only will he be effective in the backfield, he'll be effective out of the backfield. He, you can put yeah. B. You can put B. John Robinson at the slot. Or yeah. you could put him at wide receiver, and he could be a Pro Bowl wide receiver. That's how good he is. I, I don't, I don't know if people understand how crazy athletic and crazy good this football player is. The best I can explain it is, B. John Robinson is Todd Gurley without the knee injury. Yeah, he is AP. A young AP. Yep. That that's who we're talking about here. Oh yeah. So why you know if the Falcons wanted to take him over a pass rusher, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be mad at him. You mm-hmm. want a sure thing. You don't want somebody who you hope can turn into a good pass rusher. We and, tried that. Yeah. And on top of that, like we always say, me and you always talk about running backs in the draft and first round. We all see, for those football fans who are knowledgeable about the running back position in the NFL, you want to get an elite, talented running back on a rookie contract. Absolutely. Especially in the first round because you have that fifth-year option that you can pick mm-hmm. up. Yep. And you can utilize that to to have them for five years and then pay them if you want. I'm looking at it right now. B. John Robinson's 21 years old. 21. You draft him first round, you have him for five years guaranteed as long as you're willing to pick up that fifth-year option. And I think that's the way to go. I mean, look at Dallas. Dallas just released Ezekiel Elliott. Yes, he's fallen off the cliff a little bit, but he's still in his 20s, but he has a lot of wear and tear on the tires. He's He's been run down. He hasn't been the same in the last couple of years. Running backs are replaceable, but at the same time, when you get a elite prospect, a blue chip prospect like a B. John Robinson, you really need to look at the numbers and think to yourself, he's 21 years old. If I draft him first round, I have him for a guaranteed five years. So by then he'll be 26, 27, yeah. going on 27. Yeah. And from the moment B. John Robinson steps his foot on the NFL football field, he will be a top 15, borderline top 10 running back. And potentially offensive rookie of the year, potentially. Easily. Yeah. Easily. That, that's what kind of talent we're talking about here, folks. And, and on top of that, one last thing before we move on, you know, mm-hmm. what do we always say about a young quarterback? What's the most important asset to have for a young quarterback is a running game. Mm-hmm. And Bijan could easily provide that. Look what Carolina just did. That we, we signed Miles Sanders, who people might not – be the biggest fan of, but let's be honest, Miles Sanders is an upgrade over Deontay Foreman. 
It hurts to hear, it but it's a, it's the truth, guys. It's the truth. <laughs> uh, and, and you might disagree with me in the in the comment section, but I, I tell you what, he had over 1,200 yards last year, 12 touchdowns. And, yes, it was on a great team, but Miles Sanders is only 25. Like, he's still young. He'll be 26 by the season start. He He's young. He's talented. And he's an upgrade over, over Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard. When you have the chance to go get a young guy who who can who can make a home run play, like you said, uh, Miles Sanders, a B. John Robinson, an Alvin Kamara, you know, you really got to capitalize on that opportunity. And I think B. John would be the perfect prospect for you guys if you don't go defense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, look, you got me, you got me all worked yeah. up, man. Got me cranked got up. Got me let worked me, up. I, I mean, gotta, I'm not even gotta, a Falcon gotta, fan. I'm over here defending you. Yeah. Let me, let me lower my microphone, man. So uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm stepping down from my pulpit, man. But you yeah. know, the church of B. John is strong. It's very strong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Uh, so yeah, let's go uh, pick 19 bucks. Uh, they got some holes. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, uh, the specifically the interior offensive line. Um, I don't think. Well, I don't know. Uh, they may take that with the with pick nineteen if someone like a uh, Osiris Torres is still on the board. Um, personally, would I do that? No, I would probably. Well, yeah, I'd probably do that because at that point, I don't think there's going to be any difference makers on the you know on the defensive side of the football maybe no yeah i don't i don't see any at pick 19 i i, I don't yeah because I, I mean they re-signed jamel dean they still have carlton davis um i could see them going after a safety uh because besides antoine winfield who do you really have back there oh yeah they did lose mike edwards oh okay well mike edwards um, hey, hey. and you know tampa likes to run multiple safeties yeah, boom, then it's settled. Brian Branch, so, boom. Could, boom. Brian Branch would be a perfect boom. asset to them because they still need a nickel corner. I mean, I know they have Carlton Davis, they have uh, Jamel Dean, but, I mean, with the way the NFL is nowadays, you run multiple corner sets and mm. guys who can be hybrids like a, a safety slash nickel corner. Um, I think Brian Branch would be a good uh, prospect for them to draft at 19. Um, my top priority for Tampa has to be offensive line. Yeah. Um, yeah. hopefully in their in their scenario, maybe maybe Peter Skaronsky falls to nineteen. I don't foresee that, but it, I mean, it's it's possible due to possible. Uh, how it's the NFL huge yeah. upgrade for them. Yeah. Uh, the reason why we say it's possible, folks, because the NFL really, really, really hates short arm people. Uh, they offensive do not, yeah, offensive they do, yeah, yeah, they do not like their offensive linemen with small arms. And no. uh, Peter Skoroski measured in with, I, I want to say, 32 inch arms, mm -hmm. which is, I think, the smallest of the offensive linemen at the combine, probably the smallest in the last couple of years. Uh, I think Rashawn Slater arms was bigger than his, uh, yeah. which was said something because he was not originally for his short arms, but no. uh, also, let me let me. Throw this out there. Levante Davis signed a one-year deal. So this is essentially his last year in Tampa Bay. Would it sound crazy if Tampa Bay selects Trent Simpson? No. Not back from Clemson. Yeah. Because um, Trent Simpson can play outside and inside. So 
it wouldn't be crazy, but I don't feel like that is their biggest need. But I mean, it's a good idea. I mean, he's very athletic. He had a great combine. Um, and Trent Simpson is one of those guys that you could plug in right away. Yeah. Now, the only reason why I said that, because I – and he did, did have 32, it was 32 and one fourth inch arms. Yeah. He's uh, six foot four, 313. Yeah. Skoransky, man. He, you know, every inch counts, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah. Yep. That's fair enough. True, yeah. true story. <laughs> yeah. So, with Triton Simpson, the only reason why I suggested him is because. At that point, when Tampa Bay is on the clock, I really don't foresee them. I don't foresee there being any game changer uh, options there in regards I, to what they need. What? What if? What if? All right, I know this is kind of crazy. Oh, oh, we going there? Let's get it. Let's go. <laughs> let's get let's get hot takey for a second. All right. You know, they lost, they lost Gronk a couple years ago. Oh, no. What if they go tight end? Oh, what if no. they go oh, no. Darnell Washington from Georgia oh, or no. Michael oh, no. Hanger from, from Notre Dame? Oh, God. Um, Dalton Kincaid from Utah. You know, I was going to say that's crazy, but, you know, I just spoke about how my Atlanta Falcons took a tight end at 14. I mean, at, at, at pick four. So the tight end class is very deep. Yeah, and if there's not, and, and I'm only saying this because if there's not a good offensive lineman there at 19, and they don't trade up, I could see them taking a tight end who is a vertical threat because, um, Kate Otten is mm -hmm. the young guy they drafted last year. He's not a vertical threat by any means. Uh, he's more of a possession receiver. Um, I don't know. He got, he got some he got some quickness to his game. Eh, I feel like this tight end class is better than him, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm just going to hey, say that. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> um, They're going to be at your neck for that. <laughs> hey, that's fine. That's fine. Um, I think I think a lot of people will agree with me. This tight end class is a lot better than, than people realize. And Michael Maher from Notre Dame is a great prospect. Uh, Darnell Washington from Georgia, I mean, six foot seven. Yeah, 260 two. plus pounds and he yeah. ran like a four five or a four four I think no I think he ran he ran like a four six four seven but okay. that, oh, yeah, okay. if, yeah. if, if you calculate <laughs> like from the weight the the weight the height and it would it would equate to a four four on a yeah. you know four receiver or something like that I don't know I'm not a math guy but I I saw that um yeah. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I just think why not add more weapons for Baker? Yeah. Or 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 Kyle Trask. Uh, we're not. If we're we're not. We're there. not. We're not doing that. No, <laughs> we're not going to disrespect the Tampa know. Bay's GM is trying to convince fans that Kyle Trask is the future. We're we are not going to disrespect former first uh, first overall pick Baker Mayfield. We're not doing that. He living. He he feeling dangerous. Okay. He go. You know. Comeback player of the year. I'm putting it out there. Baker Mayfield. Oh, yeah. Who else is coming back? Who else is coming back, TJ? No one. No one is Baker. Odell. Is he going to be back, though? 
I have seen. Like, is he going to sign somewhere? Have you I seen don't seen him at these these I know, training I, sessions and these I know. workouts. I know he looks really good, but I'm saying, is he it, jacked as crap? I'm going to use my yeah. proper language here. Yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> he, yeah, he, 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 the boy buffed up. But I'm saying, is he going to sign a contract and be in training camp for a team? Well, you can already. Well, we're getting off track here. See, we'll, we'll save this for another day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know where you was going. With <laughs> I was about to go on a tangent for yeah, a second. I'm yeah, not I know you. That. I know you're going with it. Um, so yeah, Tampa Bay is another team that can, like I said, and we discussed it. They can, they can, they have a, they can go any any route they want to go. If they want to go offensive line, no one's going to fault them. If they want to go defensive line, no one's really going to fault them. If they want to go defensive back, no one's going to fault them. Just take the best player available at 19, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Let's not I let's not get crazy. In a minor rebuild, like I think they still have talent. I'm curious to see, depending on how the season goes next year, whether or not they just blow the whole thing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, they still have a lot of good pieces in place to where they're still capable of being competitive. Um, and I, I won't rule them out for the division title because they have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And I like Rashad white. I think Rashad white's a very good running back. Um, and if that defense can get healthy and, and get back to what they used to be with Vita Vea, Shaq Barrett, Winfield, I think Tampa could easily be super competitive in the NFC South. Yeah. You know, I just thought about it. I, I keep forgetting that they traded Shaq Mason. Uh, they did to the Texans. They, there's no way they don't go interior offensive line in this draft, is it? Cyrus Torrance. There's, there's no way. <laughs> they, they have to. Well, Cyrus Torrance is projected uh, mid to late first round right now, so mm-hmm. I could easily see him falling to 19. He's He played at Florida, so that would be easy for him to transition from the Gators mm-hmm. to Tampa Bay, Florida. So, And he plays with so much attitude, and I feel like he will fit in perfectly with Ryan Jensen because they both play with an edge. Yep. Osiris plays to the whistle, and yep. even after the whistle sometimes. <laughs> and there's been, uh, you know, people out there who believe he can play both tackle and guard. So – yeah, let's not get crazy. Let's, let's. I mean, he's six foot five, so yeah. he's a big boy. Let's, uh, let's not get crazy. We, I don't know his arm length. So I don't I know. Playing tackle, yeah, he has that long yeah. arms. You put him on the inside to let him dominate. Yeah. Just yeah. open up them running lanes for for you know Rashad White and uh, also I mean, if you put him on the right side, you have Ryan Jensen, Osiris Torrance, Tristan Wirfs. That's a pretty good right side. Yeah, you gonna move the you gonna move the line of scrimmage easy. <laughs> Not, yeah, before we a lot of beef. Oh, we, uh, we go yeah, off the rails. Uh, <laughs> I I would say, I I think Tampa goes offense with the the first round pick. That's what I would say if I if I was to guess. Let me let, let's get you know let me bend your ear a little bit. Let's get crazy. Another another outlandish take coming, guys. You know, do they trade up? No, 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 no. no I'm not going oh, okay. that crazy. Uh, you know, <laughs> I've been how crazy you're about to get with this. No. You know, I've been saying that there's going to be a fifth quarterback that go in the first round. You know, uh, you know, I've said that. I've uh, said there's going to be one. I've been hearing a lot of Tanner McKee. I've been hearing a lot of Hendon Hooker. I don't see Hendon Hooker because he's still recovering from the ACL. 
but they got Baker Mayfield, so they won't need him to to start right away. Just play for next. Year. I'm just throwing it out there. I just lit the fuse and threw it in the room and closed if the door, guys. Next, if you stink next season, you have a chance to get a top three pick. Tampa Bay's roster is not bad enough for them to get a top five pick. They say that, but then injuries happen. Hey, man. I'm just, but, I'm just saying. But, I, they, I, but they also got future comeback player of the year on the team, DJ. We, Baker Mayfield, man. Shake and bake. Uh, I'm not a Baker fan. I never was. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, especially hey, in Carolina. I'm I'm calling it right now. Baker Mayfield throws for 3,500 yards, 25 touchdowns, nine okay. picks. Nine you picks. Light up the comments section. Nine picks. It's happening. Hey, comment it's section. Happening. Light up on this it, video. Hey, it's happening. Comment. It's happening. I said it. All speak, right. speak the truth to, to Corey here. <laughs> Let him know, Carolina fans. I know there's subscribers who are Carolina fans. Let's go. Hey, man. All right. <laughs> All right. Last team in the division, uh, Saints, New Orleans Saints. They're picking uh, 28th, I believe, 28th or 29th? 29th. 29th. They're picking 29th. Yeah. Um, at this point, just pick the best player available in my eyes. Uh they have some holes, particularly on the offensive line. I know they just re-signed. Uh, they, re- they restructured uh, Andrews Pete, um, the interior offensive lineman. I know much to some Saints fans' chagrin, uh, there have been moments where Pete will look absolutely dominant, and then there's some points where he get absolutely blown off the ball. Yeah. So it's that inconsistency that probably um, – Got Saints fans a little upset that he got that new contract a couple of years ago. Um, where do you see the Saints going in the draft, man? Like in the first round with their their uh, pick twenty nine. So to be honest, this defensive class is very deep at every position. Um, I know they're not a, there's not a lot of you know big names, but I feel like the the defensive side of the ball is very deep this year. Mm-hmm. I think they need to go defense, man. Play play off of your strengths. So they lost Mar- Marcus Davenport. Yeah. They lost Shai Tuttle. Yes. They lost uh, Anyamata yep. to Atlanta. Um, I think you go front seven, defensive line for sure, I think you could address. I know they have Peyton Turner, but Cam Jordan's not getting any younger. Um, and if, if you're trying to develop Peyton Turner, fine. Um, but still, you can still address the front seven. Um, and this defensive line class is pretty deep from a talent standpoint, maybe not blue chip prospect level, but definitely back into the first round, I could easily see them drafting uh defensive line. Um, they still have Tyron Matthew at safety. Uh, he is a little bit older. Uh, the safety class is not great. You can, uh, you can, you can get the safety in like, on day two, day three. Uh, yeah, it's not. The corner class is pretty deep. Uh, I, I could see them going corner again. I know they, they drafted uh, Levante Taylor last year. Yeah. Um, they still have Marcus. Uh, I'm sorry, Mar- not Marcus. Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Marcus Lattimore. Uh, uh, <laughs> South Carolina legend, man. Yeah. <laughs> running back for yeah. South Carolina. Yeah, man. Marshawn Lattimore. You. Sorry, Saints fan. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they go front seven, man. I, I really yeah. think that's where they need to go. I hear you on the offensive line, but I feel like you can address that um, later in the draft. 
Um, guard is not the biggest need. I mean, yes, mm -hmm. it, it factors in, um, but the talent's there. Andrus Pete just needs to play better. Um, they still have Ruiz. They still have Eric McCoy. They have Ramchek. They have your boy. Uh, I don't. Uh, left tackle. What's his name? Uh, Trip. Uh, uh, Trevor Penning. Trevor Penning. You know. Uh, they got they got receivers. They got running backs. I really foresee them going defense first round. Go front seven. Go BPA, whether that's linebacker, edge mm -hmm. rusher, D tackle, D end, just something to get younger and add some talent to that front seven. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out some uh, some positions and I'm just gonna rule them out just based off of how good they are. Like, so quarterback, they're I think they're settled for now. Yeah. Uh, so that's out of the question, uh, especially how much they gave Derek Carr. Uh, uh, running back, I would have loved to see them uh, take a uh, take a running back. Uh, I believe they still can, but they most certainly will not be taking one in the first round. Uh, they got Jamal Williams. I don't know what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara. I don't know if he's going to be suspended by the league. I imagine he will be. Um, but we don't have we don't know that for sure for sure yet. I would say, yeah. Um, receivers. I know a lot of people think they're good at receivers, but I think they still could use one. I mean, because Michael Thomas is on a one-year deal. Mm -hmm. Now that you say that, they could they could use a receiver. They really could. I don't know. Who's projected to go late first? Oh, we about to say Jackson Smith and Jigba. That's that's where we're going. So Jackson's for those of you who don't know, Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State is one of my favorite receivers in this class. I've heard rumors that he might fall to the back end of the first round. I could see New Orleans pairing him with Chris Olave because they played together at Ohio State. Michael Thomas is on a one-year deal. He re-signed to a one-year extension, so he's going to be there for at least one more year. If they decide at the end of this season that they don't want him anymore, you draft Jackson Smith and Jigba late end of the first round if he's there. And you have your replacement for Michael Thomas. I don't know. I don't. I don't know about the that. The receiving core is not that great. Chris it's, Olave, it's good. I, I love Chris Olave, but besides that, I'm not a big fan of Michael Thomas anymore. He's kind of dropped off over the last three seasons. Um, yeah, I could. Now that you've said it, I could see them going wide receiver. Mm -hmm. Like I, I like Jackson. I like I like Njigba, but I don't like his fit on that offense. I think New Orleans needs someone that can take the top off of defense. Uh, and that player, I don't know why, but Zay Flowers screams Saints to me. Yeah. He is a younger Brandon Cooks. That's what I see him as. And as much as I hate to admit it, he would be perfect for that offense. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Taylor made. He because with I know Michael Thomas is only there for a year, but with Michael Thomas there and Chris Olave there, you never have to line Zay Flowers up outside. He can always be a slot. And also, if you want to mix match, you know, if all the off chance Kamara don't get suspended, you can go out there four wide with Zay Flowers, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, and Alvin Kamara. Juwan Johnson. Juwan Johnson. <laughs> how, how do you defend that? Yeah. <laughs> How can you Derek defend Carr, it? Derek Carr, you know, 
the more weapons you give him, the better off he'll be, especially with the money they paid him. So, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy to think, but at the same time, if you really, if you're planning for the future, you have to think about life after Michael Thomas, just in case he doesn't pan out this year, he doesn't stay healthy, his play continues to drop off. I would go wide receiver. I think Zay Flowers is a great shout. Mm. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba, even though you might disagree, I think he's still a great addition to that receiver room. Um, and I, I think you can move guys around and and really flourish with wherever you go, whether that's Flowers or or um, Jackson Smith. Yeah. I think now that you've said it, I really – I think I'm changing my point of view. Yeah. I'm kind of saying, hey, go receiver because yeah. – this receiver class, although it's not elite, it's very talented and it's deep. There's a lot of good receivers in this class that a lot of fans might not know about. And Zay Flowers is one of them. Zay Flowers is one of my favorite receivers in this class. Mm -hmm. And I'd love for him to come to Carolina, yeah. even though he picked up Adam Thielen. Yeah. Um, he just he just knows how to beat man-to-man -man coverage. He knows how to get open. He knows how to uh attack a defense he he can he knows how to split a cover two he knows how to split a cover three he he is probably it a lot of people won't give him credit for it but he's one of the top route runners in this class oh yeah easily sure. um i and i know some of the fans are saying well, why would we take a receiver first of all you went all in on your offense you gave Derek Carr over 100 million dollars guaranteed okay yeah uh you you might as well you might as well go all in and like you said and like right. I said, this is one of the deepest defensive classes in a long time. There's a lot of talent you can find in the second, third, fourth, fifth round who yeah. can end up starting. Same thing with the uh, offensive line, interior line. Look, I would have loved for Andrew Voorhees not to be injured because you can slide him into this offensive line, and they're road grading. They're opening up so many holes, yep. but you can still get him in the sixth or you know, fifth or sixth round because of his injury. And guess what? You, you get him, you, you know, you rehab him, and then next year you put him out there, and you got a top ten offensive line. Because I mean, let's be honest. After this season, Saints are probably going to get rid of Andrews Pete. No, no, you know, with the way they restructure his contract, they can't do it. They they went and restructured his contract. A lot of people were saying that they hope they don't do it because they would have been able to get out next year. Yeah. But they restructured it. So I think they're kind of hoping and praying at this point. Um I agree, but then at the same time, you know, Packers re-signed Aaron Rodgers last year and now they're trying to trade him. So <laughs> we don't I believe that's that's got more so to do with Aaron Rodgers' personality than <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. I'm just I'm just saying anything can happen in the NFL. So yeah. I, I'm not gonna rule it out that they trade away Andrews Pete next year, next yeah. offseason. Yeah, and like you said, like on paper, they should have a good offensive line. Yeah, they should. Trevor Penny, he just need to learn how to pass block, man. He can run block with the best of them. Mm -hmm. uh, Ruiz, I forgot all about him. He was yeah, Ruiz is great, and he's young. And they they gave Eric McCoy that big contract. Mm -hmm. Um, he's Ram a good still there. 
They just got, in the league. Yeah, I I think I think they just need to jail. They just need to jail and, and stay healthy. And I think they should be fine. So yeah, I'm changing my I think they go either receiver or defensive defensive line. It has to be. I think their cornerback room is is solid. I don't think they could they should add in the first round, maybe you know, back into the third, something like that. Um yeah. but yeah, um yeah, I think that's a good spot to end it, man. Uh, any yeah. other any other draft takes you got? Who's your favorite players in the draft or anything like that? Um, so for me, I love the quarterback class. I've said that before. Um, although I'm not a fan of Will Levis, I think he is super talented. I think he's a prospect that, given the right situation, I think he'll flourish. I just don't want him in Carolina. <laughs> um, he's not my cup of tea at quarterback. I would prefer CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, or even Anthony Richardson. I know some Carolina fans think that's crazy to think Anthony Richardson going number one, but I don't think it's crazy. I think he's super talented. Um, and if he gets the right coaching, he can be just as good as Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and them boys. I mean, he's up there. As far as elite traits, he has the traits. Like, that's not a question. It's a matter of whether or not he can develop with those traits. Um, the running back class is deep. Um, one name we didn't talk about deep. today, Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. <laughs> one of my favorite running backs. Oh, back my gosh. And I know we just signed Miles Sanders, but there's no guarantee that Chuba Hubbard sticks around um, past the preseason. I mean, they might cut him. Who yeah, knows? he was a Matt Rule guy. He's a Matt Rule guy. And Jameer Gibbs is one of my favorite players in this draft, favorite running backs. Um, Zay Flowers, I already mentioned, he's one of my favorite prospects, especially at receiver. I love Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think if we draft C.J. Stroud, number one, and then we hopefully – if there was a scenario where we can move up – An angle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and get Maneuver. Smith, yeah, <laughs> I would love that. I know it's it's probably far-fetched and, yeah. and not realistic, but, um, yeah, this Ohio State has continuously produced great wide receivers, just like LSU, and um, – I'm I'm excited for this wide receiver class that a lot of guys aren't getting recognition. I know Steve Smith, who's a, a former Panther great and a future Hall of Famer. He mm -hmm. uh, one of his favorite receivers in this class, and I I watched film on him most recently is Tank Dell from um, Houston. Mm -hmm. He's a small five eight wide receiver, but he is he is tough as nails. He's gritty. He's fast. He he's a he's a solid route runner. People compare him to Steve Smith, and I could see where Steve Smith fell in love with him watching film. Um, so that's another guy that is a, a day two uh, dark horse um, for anybody who who's able to draft him. I could see him going to Atlanta. He'd be a great guy to play in the slot for you guys. Hey Amen. Like I said before, Terry can pretty much do what he wants at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh but yeah. class man, defensive class is just top to bottom. It's loaded. Loaded. It's loaded. It's loaded. There's so many guys that I could name. I could spend hours talking about a lot of these players because now that I've watched film on all of them, but I've seen them play in the games 
from the past few seasons in college. And there's a lot of guys who I just think have very high upside. So the safety out of Illinois, Brown. Yeah. If you don't know him, get used to him. He's yep. going to be a stud. Yep. A stud. Oh yeah. But um yeah, I think this is a good spot to end it, man. Uh folks, we're gonna get out of here, but before we do, we just wanna say I know in the last podcast we were saying to watch the video, like, subscribe, and all that, and yeah. do the word of mouth. But oh my God, we were not prepared for what happened, man. Our our last 100 video, plus views. hundred plus views, man. Uh, you know, you guys definitely answered the call. Um, we're so appreciative of y'all. Uh, yeah, for we, sure. We we thank y'all. We hope y'all. Uh, we hope you. We're keeping you guys informed and entertained, and we want you to. Keep keep it going, man. Keep keep sharing it. Keep keep talking about it. Send it to your friends. Send it to your mama. Send it to your daddy. Send it to your uncle, your cousins, your brother, your sister, your your loved ones, your your girlfriend, your side chick. Send it to everybody, man. <laughs> we want everybody to 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 take this ride with us, man. And uh, we we love y'all. We appreciate y'all, man. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, even if you guys don't watch the whole video, just like and subscribe. It doesn't take but two seconds. Um, the support is great, greatly appreciated for me and Corey. Uh, we're trying to build something special. You know, it's something we enjoy doing and it's, it's in our free time. Um, so I just really appreciate the support and continue to support our videos. Just like, and subscribe. That's all you got to do. Yeah. If you oh. want to watch the whole video, you can, if you don't want to, you don't have to. Oh but, yeah. Uh, oh, we, we got some news. We got some news on that, brother. Should I should I go ahead and uh, let them let them know? Let them know. Hit it up. Hey, uh, as of now, guys, we are now on Spotify, Apple, and and wherever you get your podcast from, Google, everywhere, man. So uh, yeah, go ahead and uh, go check us out. Subscribe to us. Leave a five star review. Uh, we we really appreciate it, man. But yeah, big news, man. We, yeah, we're we're on Apple and Spotify, man. <laughs> you know. We're 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 slowly but surely we're getting to where we want to be, guys. And uh we want you guys to be there along the way. And we we thank you and uh we'll see you next time, man. All right. Peace.